0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website, hitthatline.com, for all types of interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We're going to talk a lot about Razorback football and get into some Razorback basketball, as well as some storylines that are going around the country here, and especially in SEC land, because that's mainly, you know, what we tried to talk about and what we try to dive into. But one of the things that uh, came to my attention, at least from some of the tweets that I was receiving, was discussing about Arkansas and how the sense of urgency that Chad Morris is showing with the football team and as we discussed on the podcast yesterday about dealing with the I wouldn't call it outrage but at least dealing with the controversy that some people seem to have with Chad Moore stripping it down to the basics where it comes down to the football team having nothing but metal folding chairs and gray sweats to have that instead of having the nice locker rooms and all the Razorback apparel basically having to have these guys earn their way back and when I brought up the sense of urgency that chad morris has a few of you tweeted at me and said that it's sad that arkansas has to have a sense of urgency just to be relevant in college football and relevant in sec play and this kind of got snowballed into a conversation that i had with a few few of you on twitter dealing with arkansas and the relevancy or lack thereof when it comes to being in the sec as far as the football program there are so many different things that i can really talk about and dive into is the fact of why it's stupid to ever bring up if a team struggles or if a team's not very good especially for a short period of time in their history in football then they don't deserve to be in the conference or that they're looked at as far as the worst of the worst in the conference or anything like that but it is about knowing where you're at and knowing where you're going when it comes to Arkansas and The problem that I have, I think, with so many things that are coming Arkansas's way and the way that they are being looked at is so many people feel like this is as good as it's ever going to get for Arkansas as far as what the program health is like. Not saying wins and losses, but program health. There are people out there that don't believe if even if Chad Morris recruited his butt off, even if Chad Morris was a great coach, great X's and O's coach, even if Chad Morris hired some great assistant coaches, Didn't matter if all these things came together, Arkansas will still be bottom of the pack in the SEC because that's where they belong. There's always been these issues of even media members, local media members too, saying that Arkansas is no better than a seven-win program on average in their history. So therefore, if you win seven games, you should be happy and proud of the team that they accomplished that. And this bothers me more than anything. Because I don't believe that you should ever settle for mediocrity. And you shouldn't certainly settle for any type of thing below mediocrity. Because that's what Arkansas is right now. They're below mediocre. But Arkansas with Chad Morris and the recruiting that that he is doing right now. I think is a great example of how you can get your battle your way back and get your head right here in just a few quick short years as long as you do it the right way by getting talented players on the roster. That's not that's nothing new. Listen, Houston Nutt had great seasons and he did it with having elite talent. It wasn't because he was a good coach. Cuz I still firmly believe that Houston Nutt was a very overrated coach. Houston Nutt did it because he had elite talent. He had guys like Matt Jones, guys like Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, Peyton Hillis. I mean, the list goes on and on of great talent that he had. And that made up a lot for the lack of X's and O's and the lack of adjustments and all of that. You know, even Brett Bielema in his short stint at Arkansas and then the times where they were looked at to be somewhat successful, I believe 2015, where they went five and three in SEC play, what's made that team set itself apart from all the other Brett Bielma teams is what? You had elite talent. You had Hunter Henry as a junior. You had Alex Collins as a junior. You had Brandon Allen as a senior. You had a veteran offensive line in front of you that had NFL prospects on it. You had a defensive line that had some NFL prospects on it. You had a wide receiver like a Drew Morgan or like a Keon Hatcher. Guys that were considered elite. Dominique Reed was another guy that was really considered to be good, good player. So that was a good year for Arkansas. And Brett Bielma, I think, was a trash coach. Uh, just by and large, what he was at Arkansas. I'm not saying he was at Wisconsin, but what he was at Arkansas, he was a trash coach. But he overcame a lot of that by just having elite talent on his roster. Now, he stopped having that elite talent, and look what happened. Look what happened. It dissolved quicker than anything. And now what you've seen in this past season is what Arkansas was left with. Which is why I truly believe... That if Chad Morse, Chad Morris may not even be the greatest coach to ever grace Arkansas with his presence. He may not even be the greatest coach Arkansas has had in the past 10, 15 years. But what I think he can overcome in so many different ways is the fact that he does have elite talent coming in. He's recruiting really, really well. And that alone is going to make you relevant in the SEC. There's a reason why the SEC always has top classes. There's a reason why the SEC always has the most draft picks. There's a reason why. is because they recruit better than anybody and they develop that talent and they make it to where they can move on into the NFL seamlessly. And Chad Morris is doing that same thing. I mean, look at, I think Ole Miss is a great example of this too. Now, Arkansas isn't recruiting at the level Ole Miss was because Ole Miss was cheating their hides off. But still, look at the difference it made for Ole Miss just to have, because I don't think Hugh Freeze was a great coach when it came just to the X's and O's. Pack. I mean, I, th- I think he was decent, but I didn't think he was great. But what set him apart? What elevated him? Talent. Talent. That's what Chan Morris is trying to create and trying to build up. Talent. Because I think he recognizes just as much as anybody that what you saw last year, wasn't necessarily Just the fact that you had inexperience, you had uh, guys that are transitioning, or guys that are trying to figure out the new offense, new style, new philosophy, or whatever. You just didn't have any talent. I mean, if you look across the board, how many NFL caliber players did you have? Maybe Ryan Pulley. Maybe Sosa again. That's really it. I mean, Rakeem Boyd may end up being, but it's still too early to tell. I mean, you just didn't have the talent to go along with it. And Chad Morris recognizing this fact and knowing that if he can just get that elite talent, the rest of it will take care of itself. You, gotta have, you got to have both. In order to be an elite team, an elite program, you got to have coaching and you got to have talent. Duh. Like the stupidest, most obvious statement of all time. But what I am saying, though, is if you have elite talent bad coaching can be overcame overcome overcame overcame we'll go with that sounds weird i'll go with it and it's the same way on the opposite side of it if you have lack of talent elite coaching can overcome that too so it's just a matter of what do you have how do you have it and what you're doing with it and that's how you get back into it arkansas I believe, firmly believe Arkansas will be a better football team in 2019 than they were in 2018 because it's hard to get worse. And I bet you anything, I'd put money on it right now, that Arkansas will be a much better team in 2020 than they were in 2019 because the talent continues to grow. And if Arkansas can get classes for the next three years that are top 20 at least, top 20 classes each year, that's fine. And that's exactly what will put you in in a position to be successful, regardless of what Chad Morris is able to do. But the question is, can he recruit at that high level for that long? Can he accomplish those things? Personally, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be able to. But he understands that there's a sense of urgency. Having the amount of transfers out of the program is, based, to me at least, it tells me that he is not going to have any pieces on this team that don't want to buy in and don't want to be a part of it. Cancers, complaining, whining, guys that don't want to be a part, of, that just aren't doing what he needs them to do, gone. Get out of here. I don't need you. I want all of them gone, is what he's saying. And by seeing the amount of guys that have transferred, fine. And seeing about the amount of guys that you're bringing in, great. I want to see that. I want to see more of that. I want to see a culture that Chad Morris brings in where it's no nonsense, no messing around. You do what I say, how I say it, when I say it, and you'll be all good, all good. But I truly believe the type of players and culture that Brett Beal left behind was such a bad one. Such an undisciplined, lack of toughness, nonchalant whatever that it's Chad Morris got a wake-up call in 2018 and said these guys uh-uh I don't want these guys on my team I don't, I don't want them anywhere near my team this cannot happen and will not happen again so what's the quickest way for you to get relevant in SEC play it's doing what Chad Morris is doing right now cleaning up purging them out bringing in talent He's got a bunch of four-star wide receivers coming in. I guarantee you they'll be good. Maybe not year one, they'll be elite, but they'll be better. He's bringing in some defensive players that are studs. Might be having another four-star safety commit here tomorrow. I guarantee you the defense will start to improve based on that alone. And it's the same way at the quarterback position. He got KJ Jefferson. I know Ben Hicks is coming in. There's going to be some other players that he's going to be looking at. But if he, maybe if he gets his own son, Chandler Morris, he's going to be highly recruited coming out of high school. Then everything will be all right. Everything will be better because talent can trump all. And it's kind of a weird feeling for Arkansas because a lot of times in their history, they didn't necessarily have the talent all the time. They had a few pieces here and there, but they never had the elite talent. They've had elite coaching. Because even under Bobby Petrino, you think about that 2010 team, which I think is the best team that Bobby Petrino had. You had some pros on there, but it wasn't littered with pros. You had jarius right. You had Ryan Mallett, guys that played in the NFL. Nile Davis played in the NFL. I mean, you had a few pieces here and there. But the difference was is that you had elite coaching. How can Arkansas do it on the opposite? How, what will it be like when the Razorbacks bring in elite talent? Time will tell, and I guess we will find out. Maybe this season, or the next season, or the season after that. But I'm putting my money on Arkansas to no longer be irrelevant in the SEC. I'm putting my money on Arkansas to start competing, and competing at a high level in the next three to five years. You can count on it as long as Chad Morse keeps recruiting the way that he's recruiting right now. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Razorback basketball team is... Pretty much in desperate need right now <laughs> to try to get a victory on the road against Ole Miss this weekend they have a return trip with back to Fayetteville with Missouri the next I believe it's Tuesday or Wednesday next week and then the middle of the week and then they go on the road to Texas Tech which is a top 10 top 15 team so it doesn't really get any easier for Arkansas but you know the more I've been thinking about this and obviously with the reactions coming in from Arkansas losing to Tennessee and just where the current state of affairs are at uh, with the Rageback basketball program You know, somebody kept, or a few people, I should say, kept saying that I was perhaps overreacting, as well as many fans. That, you know what, it's not as bad as what we're making it out to be. This team has lost just a few games by a few points. They'll get it going. They'll grow. They'll get experience, all this other stuff, and then they'll be fine. And you know what? You might be right. You might be right that there is an overreaction to what the season has upheld right now. You may be right in, think, in saying that Arkansas, you know, with Mike Anderson, they always play well at the end. They gets a couple of games going here or there, and they find a way. They always find a way. When the back's against the wall, they always find a way. And you know what? You may be right. But I don't think that is any excuse to come after fans that are upset right now and get angry with them because they're upset. I don't think that's the case. I couldn't imagine that being the case. I think the fans that are upset and frustrated right now have every right to be. It's because it gets kind of tiresome, you know, after a while. Especially given the way the football season went on. And nobody nobody had fun. Like Nobody's had fun. No Razorback fan has had fun since that first game of the College World Series Finals. No one's had fun. No Razorback fans had fun. When Arkansas was 1-0 against Oregon State in the College World Series Finals, that was about, that was peak excitement, peak fun for Razorback fans. And since that point, since that drop foul ball, nothing has been fun for the Razorbacks, and nothing has been fun for the Razorback fans. So this frustration that is pouring out, is, is not surprising, and nor should it be looked upon as and looked down upon. It shouldn't be looked at as something that is a negative towards the fan base. I think that the fans that are frustrated and upset, it's just because you're tired of sucking. <laughs> you're tired of seeing results that you know should be better. I mean, the only piece of your program you've been able to count on for great results and consistent results has been the baseball program. And credit Dave Van Horn but you've had so much inconsistency with football and basketball that you just get tired of it you get tired of the roller coaster you get tired of buying in to a particular program or a particular coach and then getting disappointed in the very end you just get sick of it and i understand it i get it i don't blame any of you i mean imagine i I remember when i first took over the morning rush and it was in beginning of march and when I was just the really bad was the my first show was when the Razorback basketball team lost to Butler in the NCAA tournament. That was my first show. And obviously people were really upset, but after about a week, people moved on to baseball. And I don't remember how excited I was as it kept growing and growing and growing to where this team was really, really good. And they won the regional. Then they won the super regional. Then they get into the College World Series and they wreck shop and I I just remember the buildup from it all and just how pumped I was. I was like, man, my first, my first major sport covering of a season at Razorbacks, especially the baseball team, it could be a national championship. I get I could my first time on the morning rush, my first time having this show, I get to talk about a national championship team. And I mean, it's too good to be true, which it ended up being. But my point was is that I had that build up and that emotion to where when I got let down, just like many of you, it was devastating. And it was just like, you felt like you just got kicked in the face. And it's a feeling that you never want to relive again. And so, as bad as that felt, you're at the end, of it's like, okay, it was a good season. Okay, we got football. Okay, football. Yeah, football. Football, you know, we're not supposed to be that good, but, you know, maybe we can, maybe we can cause, turn some heads. Maybe we can show some people how surprising we may be and how good we may be. Maybe we can do that. But then when football season comes around, you're not just bad, you're awful. You're the worst, the worst team Arkansas's ever seen. And he had nothing to be excited about. You're just like, ugh, I don't even want to watch these games. It's going to be a constant disappointment. And then basketball just rolls around and you start saying, you know what? We got basketball to look forward to, even though it's like football. We're not supposed to be very good. We got a lot of players, you know, we're losing a lot of people. But, you know, maybe there'll be some interest there because there's a lot of new players. And then you get off to a great start in basketball. You start on a roll. We're getting close to being ranked in the top 25. Some quality wins. You only lose to Texas by in overtime, by a point. At the start of the season and, and everybody's stats were going up and you were just like, wow, this could be it. This is something to jump on board with. I like this team. They're athletic. They're talented. They have a lot of upside. Daniel Gafford's a beast. Yes, finally, we can jump on board to something. Until it's come crashing down a little bit. And then as a Razorback fan, you, you feel the same feeling you feel so many times of excitement and passion to be just let down. Every time you think you're out, it pulls you back in. And when you get pulled back in, you know inevitably what's going to happen. You're going to get disappointed. It's not going to be what you hope it is. Every single time it does that. But you're hopeful. And that's why your frustrations here is because it's not even like you can really be hopeful. You're just tired of it. You're tired of the emotional roller coaster that this program puts you through. When's the ups gonna be? Baseball season? Yeah, maybe. But the baseball season, as good as it may be, if it does your next step is a championship, baby. And if you can't win the championship, it's just gonna be like, okay, good season, but we gotta get back to the championship. It's all up and down all around. Expectations are crazy. Don't lose your heart, Razorback fans, as I said yesterday. Don't lose your passion, but for all you that are frustrated, totally get it, totally acceptable, and I don't blame you. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify, so be sure to check that out as well. You can get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.